battle for the Eagles here. Murphy and shotgun. Here's the snap. He rolls left. He throws. WZBC Sports Podcast, episode 19. This is our first one on BC football in a while. We spent a lot of time on BC basketball, BC hockey. We did in our last one, but those seasons are officially closed up, so we're turning back to football, which will be here before we know it. And since we're not obviously here in the summer, we have to cover BC football while we can. But, hey, check back at WZBCSports.com throughout the summer. There should be some updates. Steve Mackley, joined by Sam Parsons tonight. Talk about the BC offense, um, which... I think we'd all agree is an area that this team can improve and should improve. Um, Absolutely, yep. yeah. There, there's, a, there's a lot of areas that I think they can yeah. improve on. And Sam, you you were not here for two years ago when they went three and nine, um, but a ton of injuries on that team. And we're thinking, all right, this past season, yeah. big step forward. And to be honest, it really wasn't a big step forward. But I think there are some things in place. Uh, last year's offense was pretty young. Um, the offensive line... Yeah. Pretty young still. Receivers, yep. pretty young. Um, so I think on that end, there's some room for growth. We'll have to see, but we're going to dive into that and kind of see where this discussion takes us. But there is there's a lot to talk about with this offense, and we're looking for a lot of improvement. So we'll start, start with kind of a big picture, and we'll start with the passing game because that's one area that we certainly want to see improve. Yep. Going into last season, as I said, we expected the offense to be much more dynamic because they were finally healthy. We didn't see it completely. I, I want to say that they finished 127th in total offense. Yeah, out of 128 teams. Yeah, I don't know who was behind them, but uh, it doesn't really matter because yeah, no, not you know, really. as a as an ACC team that won a bowl game. I mean, that's, yeah. that's somewhat hard to believe. I, I, I believe <laughs> in the Wake Forest game, uh, last game of regular season, they had maybe like 180 total yards, which was, if I mm. remember the stat correctly, the lowest amount of total yards – um, in a win for a Power 5 team in 2016. So, I believe know, it. I believe getting it. Getting it done yeah. on the defensive yeah. end is, is kind of the way they do it. But um, the passing game you know, wasn't certainly what we wanted to see. I don't blame it all on Patrick Tolles. I think Patrick Tolles was, was a good addition no. yeah. and, and a good leader and a good quarterback. But there was, in terms of scheme, and I think where some of his weapons were at, John Hillman was hurt for a lot of the year. It just wasn't all together. Hopefully that's not the case this year. If we if we want if we are looking for room for improvement, is there anything that you see on this this year's offense that we have coming coming up that could make the passing game a little bit better? I mean, I, Darius Wade has been announced as the starter for the spring. That could change before we get to the beginning of the season. But is there anything that kind of you see on this offense that might kind of pull us out of the cellar of, of the you know FBS in terms of offensive total yardage? <laughs> well, I'm I'm really hoping for some offensive line growth. Like you said, that unit was uh, very young last year. Um, had a couple injuries too, if I remember correctly. Uh, but we got uh, we got that guard in recruiting uh, Ben Petrula, three star guy. Uh, so hopefully he can be a nice addition. But uh, yeah, very young, t- very young unit last year, and the offensive line is 
so important to an offense. And like I just remember watching games last year, and like like you said, I don't put it all on Patrick Tolls because he rarely had time to drop back and uh, go through all of his progressions. So I'm really hoping for continued growth there. Uh, as they get older and more experienced, they can maybe get better. Um, so that's definitely what I'm looking uh, forward to the most in terms of seeing as a potential improvement. Yeah, I mean, it's an area that Steve Zazier prides himself in. Uh, I believe he was he was an offensive line coach to begin with. He was an offensive lineman, I think, at Central Connecticut when he played in college. So that's kind of his bread and butter. And he wants this team to run the ball so well. And you need a good line to run the ball uh, yeah. certainly well. Patrick told you right to not get – I mean, he, he was <laughs> under pressure a lot last year. Um, yep. And I think the product that we saw from him was not really a fair representation of, I think, what he can do. Um, agreed, agreed. But, you know, that is what it is, and hey, we got that bowl win. And, and people say in the quick lane bowl, your goal should be higher. And I'm, I maybe agree with that, but I was at the bowl game. A bowl game, in, a win in a bowl game is, is a win, um, and yep. much needed. So I'm okay with that end. But as I said, Darius Wade, he's the guy, at least for now, for this year. He's been the name of the starter for, for the spring ball. Anthony Brown is the backup. We saw Darius Wade for three games two seasons ago before breaking his ankle against Florida State. Uh, In those first three games of the year, I guess Florida State maybe was the third game of the year, um, they played Maine and Howard. uh, and He didn't even play much of the Howard game. And the Maine game was somewhat close at half, which was kind of scary, but Mm -hmm. they pulled it out in the end. Not sure what we're totally getting from him. But Anthony Brown is is apparently a really special player. Uh, We'll get to him in a second, but... Do you think Darius Wade, from what we kind of know about him, could carry through to be the starter on opening day when they when they take on Northern Illinois? Um, do you think maybe he fits the offense better than what Tolles was doing? I don't know. What, what's your what's your thoughts on him? Well, uh, to be honest, I'm kind of not really a fan of the offensive scheme that we have. Um, it's like I, I think that Patrick Tolles was honestly a better. I don't think it's this, a scheme problem. Uh, it was more of a personnel problem, most likely. But uh, I think I do think that Darius Wade uh, goes into Week One as the starting quarterback because of experience. You know, like I, I'm really excited to watch Anthony Brown play football, like eventually. But he's still didn't he register? Did he redshirt this year? He did so he's shirt. he's still a freshman. So there's still plenty of time for him to uh, sort of sit back, hold a clipboard for a little bit. Because, you know, you don't want to endanger that development of something that could possibly be something good, um, especially after the last five or so years of uh, pretty ineffective passing offenses uh, in general. But, um, yeah, I think that I think that Wade has the talent. He's I haven't seen much of him. Uh, he's thrown, what, like 50 passes in uh, in college football play his career. Total? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, when the time we saw him this past year was garbage time. You know? Yeah. So didn't get much from that. Yeah, there's there's not really much to go off on. Uh, but what I did see of him, um, I, I think I think that he can make it work. And uh, he's got the speed to sort of escape the pressure that um, the offensive line was giving up last year. So, um, But I think that he will enter week one as the starter. Uh and from there, we'll just kind of see how it goes because there's not really many places to go but up after last year. Sure, yeah, at least in terms of the numbers. You yeah. Know, that's what you got to think. Uh, I, I agree. I think he will be an opening day starter. Um, and I think it's probably for the best. You're right, you don't want to endanger Anthony Brown. It'd be great if we could have, you know, 
in recent years in college football, underclassmen being great at quarterback. I mean, yep. you know, we saw it with Deshaun Watson last year. I mean, James Winston, Johnny Manziel. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's Anthony Brown. That's not the kind of team that we have up here. Yeah. Um, so there's there's no rush with him. If he's supremely more talented than Wade, I, I believe he should get the job. But I, I don't know if we're, we're there yet. And, and Wade, he's got a, he's got a good arm. Uh, he's somewhat mobile. I wouldn't call him a true dual threat like I would yeah. from what Anthony Brown is. Um, but from what I saw of him two seasons ago, I mean, he would. I mean, he was the true backup as a freshman to Tyler Murphy, who was a very dynamic player, yep. and he was the starter. Now that probably is more about he was the starter his his true sophomore year. That was probably more about depth at BC's quarter position than Wade's talent. But at the FBS level, especially in the ACC, especially in the Atlantic Division, and again, I'm not calling yeah. BC some quarterback beacon over here, but that's not bad. So I, I think there's maybe something to be said about what he's done in the past and maybe with a healthy offense, a mature offense, and offensive line that's getting better. I mean, all of their wide receivers are, are back, mm-hmm. um, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all, all the starters are back. Tommy Sweeney, who we'll, we'll get to the tight ends in a little bit, yeah. he should be good. So I'm okay with that, and I, and I do think – I think he's probably the right choice to name him the starter for now. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that. Um, but like you said, if if Anthony Brown really just blows the coaching staff away this, yep. this spring, uh, go ahead and put him in. If you believe that he gives you the best chance to win and will continue to do so over the next four years, absolutely put him in. But – like, I haven't seen much from either of them. So right now, I'm totally fine with Wade as the sort of de facto starter, starting quarterback. Yeah, I think that's a great kind of mindset on it. If he, if he really shows that he's as talented as rumors might say, then, you know, the time is now. Because, first of all, the time is now for Steve Adazio. Yes. Uh, I mean, they won the bowl game. They ended the season on a good run. But if they have a poor season this year, if they cannot compete with the best teams, mm-hmm. at least be competitive. Um, then he then he could be in some trouble. So yes. uh, yeah, I think the, the time is now for college for, for college sports. I mean, we're, you know, we're not like I'm a I'm a Philadelphia 76ers fan. Yeah, tanking <laughs> works different than the professional level. Like, yeah, you know, it's always win now mode. Yes, um, and I'm a big fan of the process in Philadelphia, but mm-hmm. that's a different story. Uh, and y- you want to win now, so I agree. Um, if if he's the guy, then then we'll see. But for now, it's Wade. Uh, one thing I touched on, and this was an interesting comment, and and I'll kind of unpack it first, then then we'll get. Into it a little bit, but I guess it was the kickoff of, of spring practice. Steve Dazio said was had a press conference, and he said, as a unit, BC's tight ends are the best in the country. Now, the, the tight end last year was Tommy Sweeney, and Tommy Sweeney yes. was very effective. He was. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's big, uh, pretty athletic, and pretty mobile for that size. Mm-hmm. Caught some really clutch touchdown passes. I mean, he was huge in the Wake Forest game, caught the first yep. touchdown in the Quick Lane Bowl. He's a good player. And I'm excited about him. Uh, they're losing a couple seniors that didn't really play much. Uh, Corab Adrizi, he is, I, I guess, he, I don't know if he redshirted. He sh- he's a sophomore here, uh, or will be a sophomore next year. I've heard some good things about him. He's 6'3", 230. Um, Michael Giacone, he's actually, well, he, he's gone. So he, so he, he uh, will actually be gone. But Ray Martin, he's also a freshman, 6'3". He's 250. These guys that I don't know much about, but I guess Adazio is excited about them. Do you think that Adazio is saying that? I mean, again, we're not going to, you know, we can't factually prove anything. Mm-hmm. I'd probably have to say that that's probably not true. But do you think that's just he thinks that Tommy Sweeney can be so good that he can kind of group all of his tight ends as these guys are the best in the country? Yeah, well, I don't know if they're the best, so we certainly got one of the deepest uh, groups. We've got, what, like seven tight ends on our roster yeah, this year. And, and there's, some, got, there's at 
least three in the recruiting class. Yeah. Yeah, and, they, and they've all got pretty good size. Um, I think we've got a good blend of, like, if nothing else, we've got a good blend of guys who are mostly blocking tight ends and uh, and uh, some all-around guys like Sweeney and guys that are mostly just uh, pass-catching tight ends. Um, I mean, when you have seven, you're bound to have at least one of each. But um, I am excited about that unit. Uh, there's a lot of them. I'm really excited to see Tommy Sweeney this year. Uh, after toward after the end of last year, he really ha- he really picked up some momentum, and should be a very good uh, sort of security blanket for uh, Darius Wade. But um, I don't know if I would call him the best though. <laughs> that, that's a stretch. There are a lot of teams out there, a lot of good tight ends. Uh, I don't know if I would quite call it the best, but I it, I am excited to see him. Yeah, I, I agree with that characterization. Uh, probably not the best, but should be good. The recruits, yeah. it's, t- it's tough to gauge the recruiting class, especially yeah. the way these recruiting rankings work. But I do think the tight end in the recruiting, the tight end's position in the recruiting class has been um, maybe a little bit of a bright spot. We have Patrick Brown, he's 6'5", 230, out of California. Um, Hunter Long, out of New Hampshire, he's also 6'5". Uh, he was um, a pr- pretty highly ranked tight end. And we yep. also have... Um, Drew McQuarrie, six six, also out of New Hampshire. Not a bad player, looks like, um, and he had some really big yardage in high school. So you know, a couple guys could really kind of fill in. And Sweeney's only, only a, he's I guess will be a senior next year. I'm not sure if he ever redshirted, but at least one more season out of him. Yeah. Um, which is uh, which is exciting stuff. So we'll have to see about tight end, but I think we'll I'd say security blanket. That's a, that's a, an area yeah. to look for, especially as we hopefully see that the wide receivers kind of make some growth, get better at stretching the field a little bit. Mm-hmm. The tight end could be a big position um, to get the offense going. Yeah. Uh, I saw some of the tape of um, Patrick Brown and um, Hunter Long. I didn't see uh, much from McQuarrie because he was uh, mostly a quarterback in high school, yeah. which that sounds pretty exciting, yeah. like in theory, just uh-huh. like, you know, a nice athletic guy. And he's 6'6". So, um, but um, I... I think that uh, Long had really – he looked like he had some really good speed for a tight end, uh, if nothing else. He's hes not the biggest tight end. He's like 6'4", but I think he weighs 220, 230 pounds. Mm-hmm. But um, he has the speed to make up for it, um, sort of like a, a tight end split uh, hybrid, split end hybrid. And, uh, and Brown, I was really impressed with his blocking skills, which is something that we obviously really need after last year. Um, giving up pressure so much but um i am i'm excited to see those freshmen but more so uh seeing tommy sweeney and what he can do this year yeah he's, he's gonna be a big piece to the offense if we stay with the guys that are catching the ball um let's look at the receivers specifically jeff smith um in the spring practice updates that have been sent out to the media jeff smith has been noted to be really playing well so far mm-hmm. um which doesn't surprise me uh, we saw some flashes of brilliance from him last year in the NC State game, he had a big end around for a touchdown. He's probably the most athletic guy, if not one of the most athletic guys, on the team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, was a quarterback, but a ton of speed, um, and showed actually pretty good hands for his first year, yes. kind of transitioning to receiver. Do you think he can be a top-level receiver for this team? Um, and then we'll get into kind of maybe some of the other receivers as well. But if we start with him, do you think he can be a top-level ACC target for these guys and maybe really stretch the field because we haven't had that in a while uh if there's anybody on this team that can it's him for my money like you said for my money he's the best athlete on this team uh for of any position i think he's the best that we've got in terms of athleticism um but 
no BC receiver has had over 500 yard receiving yards in the last four seasons, I think, okay. which uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound very good. But like I said, if anybody can do it, it is him. He has, he has more speed out of, than any of our receivers. He was probably our best receiver last year um, out of anybody, even the seniors. And I think he's going to be a junior next year, right? Or it's, yeah, he'll, he'll, be gonna, junior, yep. he'll be a junior. So uh, he's still got some time. For a sophomore, his first year as a receiver, he looked really good. Uh, obviously, a lot of room for improvement. Not not a very polished receiver yet, but there's plenty of time for that. And I'm very encouraged at uh, what they've been saying out of spring training about him. And uh, a top-level ACC. ACC is a great conference. But um, if our offense as a whole takes a step forward, he will probably be spearheading that step forward and would probably become uh, a top-level ACC threat. Yeah, very fair. Very fair um, comments there. I, I agree. If, if the offense is going to take a step forward, he'll be a reason why. Yeah. Um, but probably not not ready to you know kind of make him the next mike williams yet no no <laughs> we got a long way to go before we're there yeah um if we look at the other guys michael walker really good um touchdown in the quick lane bowl mm-hmm. i am i was not super high on walker being the year uh personally i thought that smith should have been starting yeah um charlie callan i knew he would be out there but walker showed some improvement he he's very fast yep i'm not sure if we're ever going to get uh, maybe a special kind of talent out of him, but he could be a very productive receiver. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that, or do you think maybe a guy like Thad Smith, who's a senior next year, makes a step up? Maybe Elijah Robinson. I've heard some good things out of him, about him, and he's big. He's a big guy, yeah. and got. I mean, they were really they were really injured uh, two years ago, but got some time as a, as a freshman. He also came in as a quarterback. Uh, so, what do you think? Yeah. Do you think Walker holds that starting position next year? Uh, I, I think he will, but it really depends on. Um, on who does the best during the offseason. Uh, sure, yeah. None of those uh, guys have done anything like to jump out at you. Uh, n- none of them have done anything that will force the coaches to uh, start them. But I think that of those three, Walker is the best right now. But um, it, 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 it all boils down to how they do this offseason, how hard they work at uh, improving. But um, I would probably like to see Walker the most because of his speed. But um, any either of the other two, they both have their utilities and um, would probably fit well. But uh, like I said, but yeah, I would I would probably rather see Walker the most personally. But uh, it's it's what the coaches think, not me. Sure, yeah, uh, and there will be some room on offense for some guys to kind of get in, get into the the um, scheme because Miles um, Willis is gone, Tyler Rouse yeah. is gone. Um, now, they were running backs, and we have some running backs coming in. We'll get to A.J. Dillon in a minute. Uh, we'll get to the running backs kind of as a whole in a minute. But th- there could be some room in the punt returning game, kick returning game, mm-hmm. um, and maybe even in the in the running game or in the past. You know, it depends where Jeff Smith lines up or that kind of stuff. So I think their areas are going to be Thad Smith um, kind of confined his role. Also, we got to watch out for um, Chris Garrison. He probably won't be back for a while if he broke, broke his leg against, against Buffalo. Um, yep. But he got some good time. And uh, also, Ben Glines. Ben Glines is a retro freshman. He should make a big step forward. And he, he got into a couple games this year. Some of my guys to watch out for. Yep. If we do go and look at the running back position, that is an area where there's a lot of area to improve. There's a lot of room to improve. Mm-hmm. But there should be a lot to be excited about. Uh, yes. The running game this past year, 
it's an aspect of, of the offense that Adazio continually emphasizes, but it struggled mightily. They really only had two feature backs, John Hillman and Davon Jones. John Hillman averaged 2.95 yards per carry, which was the lowest among any active running backs in college football. Yeah. And Davon Jones had four yards per carry, which is not great either. But four-star recruit A.J. Dillon is on his way. So assess the running game. Do you think John Hillman rebounds? Because, again, you weren't here, but my freshman year, he was outstanding with a great offensive line. And I think Davon Jones has shown – um, some ability out there, he could definitely be. He's, he should definitely be in the mix. And then Davon Jones sounds like he could be a star potentially. So, what do you think? Running game, running game should be better this year. It should be, um, but again, it goes back to the offensive line. I think watching Hillman play last year, he's he's more of a downhill yep. style runner, and that that really depends on your interior lineman. And like I said earlier, last year the interior alignment play was not all that great, and that's why his yards per carry average suffered. I saw, like, I, I see the numbers for how he did three years ago, and uh, they look great. But, um, <clears throat> again, like you said, that was with a great offensive line, a very experienced offensive line. Um, if the offensive line play gets better, especially in the center and guard positions, he will he will improve. Uh pretty significantly uh, because those two, those positions are what he absolutely depends on. Uh, As for Davon Jones, I was impressed with Davon Jones last year uh, towards the middle of the season. Uh, He got double digit carries a few times, uh, averaged a decent amount of yards per carry, but it sort of of faded at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. But watching him play, I was, I, I, I was impressed. He had, he had good moves. He has the size that you look for in a running back. Uh, not huge, but but uh, he's got he's got some good size. Um, he, I think he was our, he was our best running back last year by and large. But, so I would definitely not mind seeing him uh, go into the regular season as sort of the bell cow. But it will most definitely be a, a committee approach again. Um, but I'm I'm very excited to see AJ Dillon. That was probably the biggest gift that we could have gotten yeah, uh, <laughs> this off season. Like that was huge. Um, he, he is huge. He's like 240 pounds and he's, and he's fast. I'm, I'm excited. I think, I think he's got easily the biggest ceiling, the the highest ceiling out of any of our guys. And, uh, he should get some carries this year, uh, for sure. Yeah. Davon Jones has the makings of a, of a special player and uh, he could be a huge addition to the Heights. If we look at John Hilleman, he was just at times such a downhill running back that when you compare him to Davon Jones, who probably got to the outside a little bit better, Davon Jones maybe has more room for carries. Maybe he will be the more productive back next year. John Hillman's a special back and a talented back, but maybe Davon Jones and A.J. Dillon are the guys that will get a lot of the carries next year. Maybe it could be a really a three-man workhorse next year. The offensive line, we should see things going forward with them. They'll be better, but if they're a similar t- style to last year, then Davon Jones... And A.J. Dillon might be the guys that you're looking to. John Hillman yes. will have a plenty of carries. But mm-hmm. in terms of – I'm not going to just coronate John Hillman as the, as the starter getting all the carries right now. Um, yeah. We saw a lot of him in the quick lane bowl. Not sure if that's going to be the case as the season comes around. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, the offensive line absolutely has to improve because I, I don't think that anything that John Hillman can do, unless he just completely changes his style of running, there's, I don't think there's anything that he can do himself to get significantly better from last year um even as the 
lowest yards per carry average out of any running back that had like 150 carries or whatever. Um, the offensive line definitely has to get better, and that's kind of discouraging to see if you're, if you're a player like that. Uh, there's nothing really that, that that you you and your own power can do, but I think that's the reality that we're in right now. Um, and if, like you said, if the offensive line style doesn't really change, I would definitely have to. I would definitely like to see him siphon more carries to uh, Jones and uh, Dylan. Yeah, that that may be kind of the the situation. We'll have to see, but I do believe that this team, to be successful, was going to have to have a good running game, mm-hmm. um, at least a better one than last year, because the scheme at times was was really frustrating to watch, and John Hillman was just, again, battered into the line and not getting yep. any yards, um, and really only his good games, besides the Maryland game, which really was only the first half, was against, you know, the teams that we were going to beat no matter what, mm-hmm. Wagner and Buffalo and those yeah. teams. So we'll have to see about that, but uh, it will be an exciting year to have Ralph Walkman, a four-star recruit who should get time right away. Yes. Um, Travis Levy, he's another running back recruit. He's on campus right now, so we'll have to see from him as well. If we, if we look to the offense as a whole, is there a player that you think could really break out or, or have a – maybe not necessarily like a, a huge, huge role or a starter role, but something that's going to be really an integral piece to the offense – I mean, we've talked about a bunch of guys, and I do think that there are, a lot of guys will get time on this mm-hmm. offense because there's a lot of depth. That's for sure. There's definitely depth, um, and, and it's still pretty young, or they're at least returning a lot of guys. Yeah. So is there someone that stands out, uh, maybe that we're not thinking about, or even someone that we are thinking about? Is there someone that you think is going to be this guy, as we look back on the 2017 season, you know, was integral in his own way? Well, uh, we, we've already talked about him, but... I would pr- probably have to go with Davon Jones. I, I was I was probably the most impressed with him out of any of our running backs last year, um, especially with the way our offensive line played. You know, the end result wasn't too great. Four yards per carry is mediocre at best. But um, in the games where he saw uh, a lot of time, I felt like he was pretty productive, and I think that he could do that if given. Uh, a good amount of carries throughout the whole season. Um, just sort of let him sort of get into his groove every game, and uh, and he, he I think I think he has really good moves in the open field, and he has the speed to get to the edge much more so than Hillman does. So if there's one guy that's returning at the very least uh, to come back for this year, I would have to go with Davon Jones as sort of having the best potential to break out. Yeah, I like Davon Jones. I think that as we were a little bit frustrated by Hillen's performance and not, not, not all his fault last year, mm-hmm. but we see Davon Jones come in and actually provide a little bit of a nice spark. Uh, so I, I'd agree. I, I think he's someone that definitely will, will be featured in the offense, and, and if they can stay healthy, which yeah. uh, you know all signs point to at least them having some depth to be able to do that, um, that, that could be really big. Um, I'm going to go back to another guy we talked about, and again, not a breakout player, but I really do believe that Jeff Smith is a, a – is a, is a ACC level athlete, yes. um, and that makes a difference on a team that isn't full of athletes. You know, you look at the Clemson and Florida State; their receivers, their team are so athletic, um, and that's not BC style. And I'm okay with that, but I do think Jeff Smith is a guy that can can compete with that athleticism. Um, he was a guy that I looked for in the quick lane bowl and didn't have a huge game, but he can play quarterback a little bit, so you can line him up in the wildcat, mm-hmm. and if he can learn to stretch the field a little bit, improve his hands. I'm excited about him. So he'd be my guy again. Maybe not a breakout player, but someone that I cannot cannot help but talk about and say we got to watch out for him. 
Yeah, completely agree with that. If there's one of our receivers that has a shot to break out, it's Jeff Smith. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I think he's the best athlete on our team. <clears throat> and um, I think he's got uh, the, the best shot at taking a big step forward out of any of our receivers. Yeah, I really hope so. I'm excited about him, and uh, he could, you know, he's a guy that will be here for a couple more years. So we'll see. Sam, last question is we look at the schedule. Um, it's not easy. It's not an easy no. schedule at all. Uh, open up against Northern Illinois, which maybe not the teams that they had when you know Jordan Lynch was there, but good, good, a good program. Yep. Um, we have Clemson on the road. Notre Dame is one of our non-conference games. Central Michigan is, a, is always a pretty good team there yeah. in the non-conference schedule. Um, so not an easy schedule. Definitely harder than last year. Are there concerns that we that you know BC could have a better year and still not match the six wins that we did from this past season? Because I think that if I had to look at one huge concern, I could say this team should be better. They're returning a lot of a lot of guys, and, and we'll get to the defense on the next podcast. But you know, even just look at the offense, they should be better. Almost the whole offense lines back, and um, I guess it was Lowry who was the grad transfer in from Eastern Illinois. Mm-hmm. He didn't really he didn't really add much on the offensive line, so we're losing him. But I think all the guys that played well, Lindstrom maybe being one of them, Montero, those guys will be back and all played pretty well. So yep. the offense should be better. They could be better and still win less games with how the schedule looks. So, yeah. thoughts on the schedule? Are you worried about that at all? Well, I think it's a very fair point to say that we could be a better team, like by a decent amount, and still not match the six wins that we got, or the seven wins that we got last year, because I don't think we're playing any FCS teams, no. and we played two of those last year um, in Wagner and Buffalo. Uh, so, but I. Even if we don't, even if we don't end up being ball eligible at the end of the year, all I want to see out of this team is improvement and like just competitiveness against better teams. We lost to the what was it four teams that we uh, played against that were in the top twenty-five by like two hundred to twenty-five or something yeah, like that. Something like like that, yeah. it was it was insanely just like we got blown out uh, by all four, and uh, I just want to see competition in those games and like we may not get uh the guaranteed four non-conference wins that we got last year but i actually like the schedule more because i i personally uh i I like to see teams not take the cupcake like tennessee martins or um savannah states or whatever or wagner or buffalo like last year but um and so like i do like this schedule but we would be hard pressed to get six wins with it i think especially because last year uh most of the good teams that we played were at home uh with the exception of uh florida state and um virginia tech Mm -hmm. but um and this year we'll be playing clemson and uh louisville on the road and louisville still has lamar jackson um which is (laughs) pretty scary but um yeah, I, I I think that um, five wins is something to shoot for mm-hmm. this year and just being competitive with the good teams. That's all I really want to see this year. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I mean, because it was so uncompetitive last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, six wins in the quick lane bowl is a, is a solid season, a fun yes. season. But we're not here to lose by 50 to the top teams in our conference. That's just not yes. the point. And I think to your point about also scheduling the cupcake teams, that's not why we're playing college football. Like, yeah. just just t- make it one less game. If, if, if that's what every team's going to do, and that's what every team does do these days. I mean, even Alabama and Clemson are doing it. 
um, and BC's up there with them too. That's not, no one cares about that. That's just simply an anomaly that only makes people, you know, are at, only puts people at risk for injury, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, you know, again, BC was, a, was struggling at the beginning of the year. And even them, even they made Wagner and Buffalo, who's essentially an FCS team, you know, look like a high school team. Mm-hmm. So I agree that the schedule is definitely more fun, but certainly could be harder. Yeah, no, I think that was very well said. It's you don't you don't play college football to dominate Wagner and Buffalo and UConn. You 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 play you play to win. You play to win against the best teams, and that's not going to happen if you keep losing fifty to nothing to Virginia Tech. Um, though, as we've sort of alluded to this whole time, I think that this team is better equipped to compete against those teams. Maybe not Louisville because they still have the best player in the country, but um, I, I think that we can make it a game against, especially Clemson, because they lost so many uh, players this this off season, and uh, and Virginia Tech and Florida State. I think that we can compete with them. It's just it's going to come down to coaching and if the players can adapt well to Adazio's scheme, really. Yeah, that's that's huge question marks, and they have all offseason to, to put it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, hey, the second part is we haven't even gotten to the defense yet, and, and that's kind of where this yeah. team really really thrives on. Um, Scott left for the offensive corner. He's excited about what they've seen in spring practice so far. Very encouraged. He thinks it's even a totally different team. And I, and I will say, and this is not me just repeating what the coaches say, I do think that extra month of practice for the quick lane bowl really helped – set this team up for this this coming year. Because that's the whole month yeah. off that you wouldn't have been practicing. And it was intense practices. They wanted to win that game. And I believe the whole team has benefited from that. And that's what the coaches said. But I, I have to think, just from a rational standpoint, that that's probably true. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, just like logic would dictate that. Like, if, if you're just out there busting your butt to win one game and you're coming back the next year after winning that game, after putting in all that effort, think about what you can do over the course of four or five months and sort of just extrapolate that to the whole season. I think that that's very possible. And if they can just sort of maintain that mindset, just work really hard, I think that we can compete this year against even the best teams. I really hope so. There's a lot of question marks on this side of the ball, but we'll have to see. Uh, we addressed a lot of things tonight, and we hope that uh, all of those developments can kind of come, come to fruition next year and, and make this BC offense definitely better and hopefully a little bit more dynamic as well. So this has been episode 19 of the WZBC Sports Podcast. Again, thanks to Sam for joining me tonight. Check out all of our content at WZBCSports.com and on iTunes under WZBC Sports Radio. Thanks for joining us on the WZBC Sports Podcast. We'll see you next time. Santini, make a nice little pass over to Sanford. Sanford gives it the talk. Top of the show! Top scores! Eagles win! The Eagles have won the 2016 Team Championship! Catch all the excitement of Boston College Athletics right here on WZBC Newton 90.3 FM. As BC's only student radio broadcasting organization, WZBC Sports brings a different viewpoint of college athletics to the table. Our student commentators know the campus, student-athlete culture, and latest beat on the teams like no other media outlet, thanks to our dedicated coverage of Boston College sports. Check out our broadcast or weekly talk show schedules at www.wzbcsports.com and get a refreshing take on sporting events at the heights and beyond.